Hey now, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast. I'm Rob, and I am thrilled to get to be the host of this show. I feel super lucky. I work for this awesome company called Elevation Health. And in each episode of this show, I get to have a conversation with folks from all different walks of life about how they elevate themselves. It's my hope that these conversations will make you think, force you to change your best, and as a result, help you get a little bit closer to becoming the best version of you. Krista, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for doing this. Great to have you. Thank you for having me, Rob. I appreciate you. Well, I'm super excited to get to talk to you. Um, a question I love to ask everybody at the start is start at birth and go. I want to hear about your background, your education, your training. How did you end up where you are today? Um, okay, I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. I uh, grew up in Iowa. So small town, Iowa, I grew up in a town about 200 people or so. Um, and then graduated from high school in Iowa, headed off back to Omaha. Um, I've had a few different lives, I feel like. So I started off in the industry of hair. Uh, so cosmetology license. And then I went ahead and went into funeral service after that. Um, so I helped kind of lay people to rest for several years. Uh, and then I decided I was ready to start helping people live a longer life. Um, so I got into, uh, I got my training certification through ACE, um, TRX certified as well. And then I went uh, started with Orange Theory Fitness from there. So, and now I'm here with Elevation. Unbelievable. Is there anything, I don't know, this seems, is there anything that you learned in the funeral industry or the, the hair industry, any kind of principles that you still carry with you today? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like the foundation of working just with people, I think one-on-one -on -one, um, and serving people it was, it's a definitely a service. Right. Uh, and then just end of life for people is very fragile. And I learned a lot of empathy. Um, and I also went through my own weight loss journey. Um, so just learning in that industry, basically I got to see death certificates every single day. And, uh, it is very sobering when you see that, people most often are dying from heart related diseases, um, or just like their secondary cause of death. Um, and my grandma died when she was 52 of a heart attack. And at this point I was 25. So I decided I needed to kind of check my own health because I did want to live a longer life. Got it. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I think that that's such a transferable skill in whatever industry someone's in, right? Just uh, they get thrown around a lot, meet somebody where they are. But that idea of having empathy for an individual um, and that there's a vulnerability, whether that is at wherever that person is in work and in life, that you really have to you have to have a vulnerability as a leader, but then also um, embrace another person's vulnerability. A hundred percent. And just being able to at least get on their level and, you know, meet them right where they are and hold their hand and 
you know, walk them through like, especially funeral service. I mean, hair as well. Like you become a counselor, essentially, like you just listen to people for an hour, you know, about what's going on in their life. Um, but people are especially fragile, like in end of lifetime and, you know, confused and you're just there as a sound person to, you know, be empathetic. And yeah. So I think that gave me a lot of empathy. Um, and I was able to kind of carry that into what I'm doing now. I mean, definitely carry that into what I'm doing right now. So, yeah. That's a great point. And, you know, uh, I've said before, as a personal trainer, a lot of times we are part therapist. And I think it's true about your hairdresser. Uh, you know, those people that you have that intimate relationship with that you see on a, a weekly or a monthly basis, and these people become a part of your world. And um, having that rapport is um, really important. All right. Uh, because they have to trust you first, right? Especially like your hairstylist, especially, right? I'm not just walking into anywhere to get my hair done. That's right. That is right. So I have like such a good foundation with that or just being there for people. So yeah, I think that has definitely given me so much. It helped me really to shape exactly what I wanted to do moving forward. You mentioned your, your grandmother and yourself being 25 and that kind of changed the trajectory of your life. Um, tell folks a little bit about what was going on there and then what were some kind of some of the first things you started to do and how did you get yourself going when you decided you wanted to make the change um, and then talk us through that journey um, to Orange Theory and then to where you are now. Yeah um, so I was 25 I've actually been I was heavy for all of my life I was a overweight um, ever since I basically was 11 or 12, I started to periodically put on a lot of weight, um, up to 267 pounds, uh, was what I first weighed in at when I was 25. So, um, I hit that point in my life where I just decided that I didn't want to be a prisoner in my own body. And that's how I felt. Um, I definitely was experiencing that when I was say going shopping for clothes and, I wasn't able to find things that fit me that I wanted to wear. Um, and to me, that was like, wow, I just have so much control over that. Um, but I didn't know what to do or where to start. So I actually went to the gym. I walked into the gym that I lived closest to. And I was like, I need help. Um, I don't know what to do. And I ended up hiring a trainer. and. Yeah, he's, he's still in my life to this day, actually. So I have worked out with him for two and a half years. Um, he was my therapist too. Like, I'm sure he just listened to me complain and whine and all of the things, but, uh, he really, really helped teach me accountability, um, which I think is what's most important when you are helping somebody. Um, yeah. So over the course of two and a half years, I lost 130 pounds. Um, it was just, you know, working one day at a time and one meal at a time. And I spent the few years after that deciding that like, it made such an impact in my life, um, that I wanted to turn around and give back to other people what 
Kevin, shout out to Kevin. Uh, he's still in Omaha, still treating people. Um, but I wanted to do what Kevin did for me. Um, and so I've been working my way into doing that. So I've been in training now. I think it's been at least four years that I've been in fitness and yeah, best decision I've ever made that I decided to get my cert. Um, and then I did research on where I wanted to train, where I could feel like I could make the most impact and, uh, went to orange theory, I actually still coach at orange theory. So I've been coaching there for over three years now. And yeah, I just love it. I love getting to connect with people and to like, it's scary, right? When you start a fitness journey, it's pretty, it can be very intimidating. So I found like an amazing community and that is honestly, I wouldn't have been successful had I walked into a gym and the community wasn't there. So I realized how important the community aspect of it is and just wanted to really be able to facilitate that myself by being warm and fun and giving people a place to vent and get energy out and have, you know, turn around and be able to apply all those things to real life. So that's where we're at now. Chris, that's such an awesome, awesome story and uh, really, um, really in, uh, inspiring. And I, I know that listeners will feel that way. There's a couple of things that you mentioned, and I think that this has been shown, um, you know, when we look at research or how do people uh, sustain uh, big changes. And you mentioned the accountability, having somebody that held you accountable. Um, you mentioned that attitude of just saying you're gonna take it one day at a time. And I, I try to preach that to myself, to clients, to whoever, that it's really, you got to be about the process um, and not the product. And then also having that community, that support system. Um, and you have those three awesome, awesome pillars and that you lean into those. And, you know, not that you're not going to have bad days, right? But not that you're, but you, but you just keep kind of showing up and you keep that system around you strong. Um, and so that's really, that's a testament to you and to those people, to Kevin and those people in your life. That's really great. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think you, you'd probably know this, right? Like the people in your life that you've met through fitness are now some of my best friends. You know, some of the people who helped me make some of the biggest life changes that I could have ever asked for. And it is such a cool community. Um, yeah, I think the thing that I learned, not necessarily like, but it was a, obviously huge on accountability, but I learned to be accountable for myself, right? Like I had to take ownership and realize that there was no quick fix, you know? And I think that's so common too now is that we all look for a quick fix because we get instant gratification from things like our phones and our computers and, um, in health and wellness, that's just not the way it is. Like you really do, I think have to build a good foundation. And if you build a really strong foundation, you'll just continue to grow and, you know, evolve in that fitness journey that you're on. And it's hard to start. I think it's just making that mental decision first and foremost, that you got to start. Yeah. And you just said two things that I thought of two things there. One, uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he talks about this and that you just got to start. And he uses the example of this individual that goes to the gym to make the change. And all this person does for the first week is drives to the gym, parks the car, walks into the gym, walks right back out and goes home. And just getting that habit of just I'm a person that goes to the gym um, is a big start of it. 
Um, yeah. And the other thing that you mentioned too, and I, I think this goes back to what you got, what your why was in the first place, was that working out a lot of times we want the vanity side of it, right? There, there's an element that we, we want to look better, we want to feel all that, but there is this you don't get that right away, right? You go to the gym the first time, maybe you're super sore, but your body doesn't change. Um, and Simon Syntax talks about this a lot, um, and like your body doesn't change, and then maybe four weeks go by and your body really hasn't changed that much that you see. But it's changing inside. And that's the bigger piece of it. I think for a lot of people, it's hard to think about. But if we think about cardiovascular disease, we think about cancer risk, diabetes, all of these things, the act of moving your body, strengthening your muscles, all of that pays off dividends. And we may not see that in the mirror, but your body, your cells, all of that is changing, right? Oh, a hundred percent. And like, yeah, it is internal, right? It has to start within that internal mental like toughness that you have to build first and foremost, that you just got to keep showing up and you do it for you. You know, I think it's just really trying to deeply connect with your why and what, what is it? And is maybe it is vanity, you know, but like, if that is it, then you have to start by changing that internal voice first, that it's going to take a while to get there and you're going to have to be okay with that. Yeah. I think what you're saying is it, it, it's not easy, right? Like it, it just, oh, it's just, no. not easy. It's not easy. No, it's not. It's, it's not. not, it's not easy at all, but it, you know, it, it's so worth it though. Like, I mean, I just think of, you know, physically the things that I can do now that I never could do before. Like I remember I do live in Colorado. So I remember when I first moved out here and like, I, I went and did a 14 or so I summited a 14,000 foot mountain. And I just remember like breaking down into tears because I was like, I could not have ever physically done this or mentally done it five years ago. Like I would have given up my body. Wouldn't have, I like, couldn't have cardiovascularly pushed myself to that elevation. Um, and I just wasn't mentally strong enough either. So it's just, so interesting to do those things physically that can like, you know, spring so much mentally forward into you. So I, yeah, it's just so interesting how far a person can come within. Yeah. It's been 10 years for me now. So since I started, but it's such a good point and such a good, that's such an awesome story. And it's such an awesome example of, uh, we do hard things in the gym. Um, and then that translates in our ability to do hard things in life. Um, and to take on these challenges. And uh, the other thing that you just said that reminded me of uh, Lane, Lane Norton's a professor, I believe at Illinois Champaign, and he, he, people should follow him, but he talks about weight loss and that you really have to, you or making a change physically, you have to kill your old self. And that sounds harsh, but you have to, if you're gonna make that switch, that old person that didn't do this thing, that person has to go and you have to be this new person that does do all those things that you just talked about over the last 10 years. Oh yeah. And that in itself is very bizarre too. Right. I mean, because you go through such a huge transformation and then you come out on the other side and you're like, who am I now? Right. And then you have to start doing that more internal work. So yeah, I've done things like counseling to help me like kind of figure out some of those things. Cause I experienced some like body dysmorphia, which I think is totally normal. Um, yeah. and my therapist kind of explained it back to me as in like, 
well, it's because you're like, I got, I was starting to get nervous when I would go certain places. And she was like, well, it's because you take up physically less space now in a room. And I was like, that is so weird, but it makes so much more sense. It's such a bizarre thing, but yeah, I I like highly recommend doing the hard internal work too. And I, I believe wholeheartedly that counseling also helped me to like, you know, find things like triggers for what made me binge eat. And so, yeah, I, I'm a big proponent of taking care of yourself mentally too. Um, because yeah, how else do you be a whole person, right? You can be staring at somebody back in the mirror and you're like, oh, that's not the person that I used to be. So how do you start to kind of redefine who you are and carry over traits that you liked about your old self? And yeah, let some of those things about your old self die. That's a, that's why I said, I feel, I feel like I've lived a couple different lives. Yeah. 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 That's such a great point on awareness and then being kind to yourself as well. Um, And you're right about the physical space you take up. That's strange. I think it's also hard for people um, that see you in a new light. And so they remember if you have people from your past that kind of look at you and go, you're this other person and then that can become a whole thing and it's really makes you examine and it makes importance of falling back on those things we talked about your accountability and your community of the people that you aspire to be oh yeah you gotta if hey if somebody isn't adding to your life right or you're not getting that support because you do have to let things go like I was also a smoker (laughs) So I quit smoking at the same time as I started, you know, like I had, you have to let exactly like, it's so interesting that you word it like that because I never even thought of it in that regard. Like you do kind of have to rest in peace to the old you. Hey, now I say that at the intro, that's my, that's my best Howard Stern. Just got to tell you about our friends at Athletic Brewing. I've told you about them before. They've got an awesome deal for our listeners. Elevate 20, Elevate 20 for 20% off your order of brew without compromise. I love Athletic Brewing because they make non-alcoholic beer that not only tastes great, but it is sure to cool you down post-workout. This morning, I I, I went for a a nice long run. I got finished, and guess what? It was 9 a.m. I could have a beer because there was no compromise. I could have a beer and go about the rest of my day. It's non-alcoholic. It's delicious. Check them out. Athletic Brewing, Elevate 20. All right, back to the show. Okay, so we've talked about your health journey. How do you apply that to your clients, to your community, to your members? Uh, tell us a little bit about what that belief system looks like for you. Um, I think it's just really trying to greet people first and foremost. Um, and being so warm, like I try to give off a very warm presence. Um, I feel like I'm kind of warm anyway, but, um, but making sure people feel welcome because I think that can deter people from even starting, right. If they feel intimidated in any way, shape or form. Um, and then I feel like it just makes me empathetic. So practicing empathy, when I do see people are struggling, right. With that one last rep or whatever it is, maybe it's a dumbbell choice they make. Um, 
or a speed they choose on the treadmill, but just like knowing myself, how physically hard that I felt that before. Right. So I know they can do it. It's just like trying to help people break their own mental barriers. Right. Cause I think that's, it's all comes up to you right in your head. So I think I try to approach things from a little bit more of a psychological standpoint with people um, and then go from there. So I try to get to know people very well, um, injuries, health concerns, um, and then just really try to develop things around that, that make them feel like they're not limited in any way, shape or form when they do start their, their own journey. That's such a great point of getting to know people. And then when you know people, then they trust you and also being welcoming, like just the act of a person walking into the gym, like that's a big deal. That took a lot, whoever that, if it's a mom, if it's a dad, if it's work, whatever, like there was a lot of factors that had to happen for this person to prioritize even walking in the door. Yes. That's the hardest part. I always tell people like, you've already done the hardest part. You showed up now it's just putting in 30, 40 minutes of the other part. So yeah, if you can get people just to show up, I think that you're already winning in that regard. So yeah. And just really, you know, getting to know people, you can nudge them. (laughs) I like a gentle nudge, you know? So when you're like, I know you can do just a little bit more, you can help to push people and help them realize that they're able to push themselves, right? Like they can leave realizing they did something today that they never thought they could do. What does that do to your mental wellness, right? Like, holy smokes, I totally just did something. It makes you feel like you're ready to conquer whatever it is that is in front of you that you might be afraid of. So I think it just translates so much like physical fitness translates to so much of what we do outside, just like we said earlier. So that's why I love it so much because it really, you see people transform their whole life, right? Start doing things in their careers that they never thought they could do or try. So I think it just is, it's such a cool and unique opportunity to get to challenge people to change. I love that. Love opportunity. I love opportunity. We're going to move to rapid fire, Krista. What's one thing you do every single day that elevates you? Um, Make coffee. (laughs) But coffee first, right? Always coffee first for me. Your daily routine. How do you stay organized? What's your like one thing that keeps you on point? Um, I'm a calendar girl. So I write everything down. I'm a handwriter. Uh, if that's either writing down what my checklist is for the day to get done, or just reiterating the the goals that I want to accomplish. Um, big, big fan of writing things down. Best purchase you've made in the last year for a hundred dollars or less. Oh man, that's my Spotify subscription. A hundred percent, $10 a month. Totally worth it. I would agree with that. Uh, me too. And then, so then to that point, um, do you have a go-to workout song right now? Like maybe you're having a hard day or maybe you're having a good day, but like you put this Spotify song on and it is go time. Look out. Krista's coming through. Oh man. Um, gosh, I have so many, I'm such a music junkie. Um, I probably would say 
It's a remix of Fleetwood Mac. It's a Dreams remix. It's a David Guetta. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a Lainey Gardner and David Guetta Dreams. That is like, we're going to get to it. Okay. Adding that to my list. Um, Do you have a, I like this. You can only eat one thing for the rest of your life. What would that one thing be? Oof. Burrata. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. That would fill you up and sustain you. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I could eat that every day. Nice. <laughs> we, don't, nice. we don't eat it every day, but. <laughs> right. But you, we could do it. We could survive on that. Uh, final question. Do you have a favorite quote or a saying? I'm, I'm a big quote guy. Everybody knows that. I'm, I have, I somehow have not thrown a quote in yet, I think in this episode, but do you have a favorite quote? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. This one stuck with me for years. It's be stubborn about your goals and flexible in your methods. Um, just love it because things are never going to go how we plan and you got to be willing to adapt and change all the time. And so I think that's been one of the quotes that's resonated with me the most. That is awesome. And now getting added to Rob's 2022 quotes. Way to go. Nice job. All right. (laughs) Krista, thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate you coming on the show. This was just awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and uh, the opportunity to to come on here and share a little bit more about myself and chat with you. As I mentioned, I work for Elevation Health, and we've been in business for 27 years, creating customizable solutions for your fitness and wellness needs. That's right, folks, 27 years. And in our 27 years, we've seen it all. So whatever your needs might be, we got you covered. From fitness management and online training to on-site classes and integrated technology, we help small and large groups alike get healthy and stay engaged. I encourage you to learn more about us at contactelevation.com and to follow us on social media at elevation.health.